Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and the people that make them happen. I'm Ted. And I'm Kim. And we hope you guys enjoyed our last episode. It was a little bit of something different for us. Yeah, we kind of did three. Ted told me some stories, which we haven't explored that format before. And we really hope you guys liked it because I think there's more of it in the future. I think so as well. I thought it was pretty fun. Right on. Hey, if you guys missed it, go back and give it a listen. We recommend that you do so on CastBox. Rochambeau is supported by CastBox and we are big fans. Yep. We use it all the time. I love it. It's great searching. I love the format of it. It's wonderful. But on to today's episode. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Puppets. I've been making puppets since I was four years old. My little creature has a really long tail with some little tentacly legs at the other end. The puppet I made, his name is Dregs. He's just a stuck, angry, bitter bartender. It's fur and uh, EVA foam and green foam and just a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like a mixture of like excitement and terror. <laughs> This is going to be the most unique competition ever. Okay. Because it never existed before the one that we found out about and got to interview people for. And it will more than likely never happen again. Really? Yeah, it was a one-off. This happened during Dragon Con 2018. And they have different tracks at Dragon Con. Once again, Dragon Con is a pop culture, sci-fi, crazy costume convention that happens Mm -hmm. Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, our hometown. We love it very, very much. Yes, indeed. And last year when we went, they did something that they've never done before. One of the tracks that they have is called the puppetry track. This past year, they were lucky enough to hook up with the Jim Henson Corporation. Oh, wow. I know, like the biggest of the big. That's the name. Yeah. So Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge was a television show, a reality television show on the Sci-Fi Network back in 2014. Okay. So picture like something like Project runway where there's talented people coming together they have challenges each week and they're creating creatures and puppets and it's an elimination thing it was a really really cool show that sounds amazing yeah so what they decided to do for dragon con was jim henson's creature shop challenge live and they put a call out for amateur puppet makers and they got to meet with a panel of judges and the judges are amazing in this but the way that they set up this contest was people had to come with a fully made creature and they didn't tell them what topic or what theme they were looking for until about 26 days before so they did not have much time to build these and when they finally sent out the qualifying letter they told them that their creatures needed to fit into the world of farscape Uh Are you familiar with Farscape? I should be more familiar with it as a sci-fi nerd, but I know it somewhat and I've watched some of it. It was a good one. It has a lot of creatures in it. It is a Jim Henson production Mm -hmm. and it is totally, totally sci-fi. It was on from 1999 till 2003, also on the Sci-Fi Network. I had never really watched it before either, but Uh after seeing this competition live, Sean and I came home and he immediately bought the DVDs and we just kind of plowed (laughs) through them and there's just some beautiful beautiful work in there yeah i remember the creatures being pretty amazing in there yes very very much so so that's the main backdrop of this specific competition is everything needs to fit into the world of farscape and they really wanted people to develop a backstory 
for their creature. Okay. So it's more than just designing and coming up with this great idea for a creature. You have to have the story behind it and be able to make the, make it look real and have a personality and all that. All of it. Woo, right? All right. So to set the scene for you, we are in one of the smaller conference rooms at one of the hotels that's hosting Dragon Con. The three judges are set up at a table with a screen in front of them. And then on the other side of the screen, there's like five to 10 people running around with their puppets waiting to be seen by the judges. Mm -hmm. And then after the judges see each of them, there's going to be a live performance for everyone at Dragon Con where they're going to judge them in front of everyone. Oh, wow. Yeah. To start out, I went to the room where they were meeting with the judges for the first time and I myself got to meet the judges. Oh, super cool. My name's Kirk Thatcher, and I worked with the Henson Company for the last 30-odd years. I was a creature designer, and I was a judge on the Jim Henson uh, Creature Design Contest, so I guess that's why they have me here, and I helped develop Farscape, so I'm uniquely suited for this, yeah. Absolutely, and so when you were a judge on the TV show and then for this competition, what do you guys look for? Well, it's probably a couple categories. One is just originality, like the design, what's the creature, you know, uh, what is the story of this creature because that informs what it looks like and then also the craftsmanship how it's built what it's built of and and the verisimilitude of something looking real because it's not a muppet right. you know it's a farscape thing so it has to have a more creature shop look to it so i think those are the things at least i'll, I'll be looking for that's great thank yeah. you I'm Brian Henson. I'm a judge of this contest. I was a producer of the original TV series. So this is our live Creature Shop Challenge where we have had, we have basically contestants who are going to show us their creatures that have been inspired by the world of Farscape, which is one of the worlds that we created. And um, uh, yes, we are the panel of judges. That's fantastic. And so what are you looking for today? I put a lot of emphasis in the con- on the concept, generally, right from the get-go. How original is the concept? Obviously, if somebody does like a replica of a character from Farscape, I can still be very impressed with that. But I'm, what I'm hoping for is to see that they took the world of Farscape and then they came up with an original um, design concept for a creature. Uh, on top of that, then it'll be the, the craftsmanship. The, if they've been sculpting, how good is their sculpting? Painting, how good is their painting? How careful is it? How careful are the details? Um, and then for the character to come to life, that's actually a really, that's probably the trickiest part is how sort of convincingly does it come to life? And, and do I believe it as, as a character? Uh, I think we've also told them that they have to have an element of mechanical element to to their creatures, which is always that little extra bit that is really hard. So like an an artist is sometimes quite not comfortable, but understands the challenge of fabricating a creature and the sculpting and the various finishes, the artistic finishes. But when you tell them they have to add a mechanical element to the creature, that's often that extra stretch that that makes the difference between what we call an all-rounder creature builder and somebody that's more specialized. The TV show and this contest is testing all-rounders, people who individually can do all the disciplines. And that's, they're very rare, but um, I'm expecting to be impressed. My name is Hallie Stanford, and I'm the president of Jim Henson Television, and I'm a judge on this Farscape Creature Shop Live Challenge. And what do you look for specifically? 
Well, I come at it from a very different point of view. I come at it from a fan point of view and also what makes me sort of believe that that character is a living and breathing creature. Like, it doesn't have to look realistically accurate, but there should be something in the way that it's built and designed that makes me believe that there's an intimacy there, that I, I, uh, I the audience, um, am participating in the magic that it's alive. So it's very obvious when uh, a particular builder has that gift to bring that type of creature to life. So I, that's what I'm looking for. And so this live competition today is based off of Creature Shop Challenge. Can you take a second to describe that for our audience? You know, like I can tell you about the series Creature Shop Live, but really you have two of the judges here, when Brian Hansen and Kirk Thatcher. So I feel like you're going to get a lot more perspective on how this will be just like it and the experience that they have. But from my point of view, it's taking the spirit of the show of Creature Shop Live and bringing it here into a, um, a fan convention, which is, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun model to do it that way. But in terms of how it's like exactly the show, I would ask these two guys right here. Yeah. So you wanted me to tell you about the original show? <laughs> yeah, and just like, so, have you done live versions before? No, no. This is the first time we've done this, other than the TV series. The idea of the TV series was something that, a long time ago, we were thinking, well, what could we do in reality TVs since we are the fantasy company? So it's, you, initially, you would say, well, we're the, exactly the last company to do anything in reality TV. But we centered on two basic uh, skill sets that are pretty extraordinary and quite rare. One is the puppeteers and the, per the puppeteers who perform characters. It's a, it's a rare skill to be very good at it. But the other one that in many ways is more impressive although they're both impressive, is what we call the all-rounder, creature, designer, builder, the one who can design it, draw it, conceive it, build it, do all the mechanizing. And there's only been a few in the world even that have worked for our company. So we were, we were thinking if we could basically search the world and see if there are more all-rounders out there with really good skill sets, it would be a very impressive TV show and a very inspiring TV show, particularly to budding artists. Um, so that was the show, and we did work with 12. How many did we start with? 12, Kirk? 12 all-rounder artists, and they were all fantastic. And then we worked down, by the time we were down to the last three, they were all so good. And, and we did hire the winner, but honestly, we could have hired all three. They were just all, they were great. How do you envision the competition today breaking down? Well, I hope it doesn't break down. <laughs> if it does, it's my fault. Um, usually. Usually, yeah. But, but you'll laugh because it'll be hilarious. Um, I, I guess what we usually do is we have them come in and we ask them questions like basic ones like, what's your character? What planet is it from? What's your backstory? Like I said, the story is always important. And then find out how they made it, why they made it, you know, just kind of general interview questions about their logic and their thinking and the creativity behind it, both conceptual and actually the how they made it, which is always intriguing. Yeah. And they might come with, we gave them a pretty, it was a wider brief than we would have ever done in the TV show. In the series, we would right. give them a really tight assignment every episode because they were going to go over and over and over. With this one, it was, it was broader. We may see puppets. Yeah, we yeah. may see self-standing creatures at the end of cables. I don't know what we're going to see, frankly. Yeah. It's kind of um, exciting in that respect. But, but the fact that they've had more time, I mean, in the show, they only ever had two to five days. Mind you, they had two to five days in a fully outfitted professional workshop right. with all the materials you right. could possibly right. want for in the world. Uh, and even some experts to help them right. choose materials and stuff like that. 
Um, I don't know exactly how the structure is going to work. We're going to be a little bit loose with it because it's a more intimate environment sure. than a television studio. But we'll give, we're going to give each um, contestant time to present what they've done, and we're going to look at it and question them on it. Those things will factor into who the wins. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, the most professional thing that we walked into. Like on the show, we even had stricter rules about what would consider. Because we got down to times. One time we debated 45 minutes which one. But not so much of the winner. It was always who we'd had to kick off. Because they're all, especially after the second half of the series, they're all really good. And then, they, you know. So uh, that's what's tough is like, what what's our criteria for this? Because it's pretty open, like you said. So I think it makes our job harder. <laughs> yeah, this one is going to be hard. Indeed. It's going to be hard. That is incredible. All right, can we just pause and can I just gloat that I got to meet Brian Henson? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we all grew up. Son with, of Henson. Yeah, we, we grew up watching Jim Henson, so. Pretty and amazing. That was formative years, like, you know, watching the Muppets and everything. Yeah, yeah. really, really big yeah. deal. But that is the most impressive panel of judges I have personally ever met. Right. So I have two questions. Yeah. One is, these aren't repeat competitors, right? These aren't any of the people who were on the show. These are no. net new people. Nope. These right. are just people who heard about it happening at Dragon Con uh -huh. and filled out a form. That's incredible. Right. I guess my second question isn't a question. What like, is it? My, I'm, I'm really... I really want to know who won. Like the yeah. very like like what did they do? <laughs> what what did they make? What happened? Yeah. Well, we'll get to meet some of the competitors right now. Um, but first, I forgot to tell you what they're competing for. Oh yeah. The what is prize it? on this is I know it. They win an all expense paid trip to go to Jim Henson's creature shop, either the one in LA or the one in New York, their uh -huh. choice. And they get a tour and get to spend the day there and meet everyone. Wow. And yeah, it's a pretty cool prize. Any jobs involved with that? Who could say? Who can say? Is Who that foreshadowing say? or we just don't no. know? No, 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 no. no. Um, that was the main prize of the television show. Right, right. But for this, I think the main prize is just to get to go there and, right. and be around it all. So cool. Yeah. So let's meet some of these competitors. Let's do it. Oh, I should tell you, while I was talking to the competitors, the judges were meeting with them one at a time behind that curtain. So that's why we're whispering. Okay. All right. My name is Adam Kowalski from Asheville, North Carolina, and the puppet I made for the competitions, his name is Dregs, and um, he's just a stuck, angry, bitter uh, bartender at the Wormhole Bar and Grill. And how did you get inspired for him? Honestly, I'm a bartender myself, and um, I have to deal with the scum of the earth at my busy bar that I work in. And so it really just drew, drew a lot of parallels from myself, honestly. That's awesome. Have you ever made a puppet before? Yeah, this is, uh, Dregs is my eighth build that I've ever done. Have you ever competed before? No, this is my first time. Yeah. I didn't even know there were competitions. Yeah, it's news to me, man. Awesome. Well, congratulations on getting into the show. I can't wait to see you out there. Thanks. My name's Kendall Bailey. I'm from Sydney, Australia. And the creature I have made is a Scarron pilot hybrid. So he's got um, the little chameleon eyes like pilot does and the sort of very broad, flat head like pilot. But then he's got a little Scarron nose and a Scarron mouth. My little creature has a really long tail with some little tentacly legs at the other end. And then his mouth has a servo motor in it, which I can control remotely with a Bluetooth app on my phone. I also put some lights 
into my creature as well just because I really like things that light up. That's awesome. Have you ever made a puppet before? Uh, I've been a massive fan of um, the, the creature shop, just Jim Henson's creature shop, since I was really, really young. Um, you know, my earliest memories of things that I was obsessed with on television were the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and um, the Storyteller was a big influence on me. Uh, I remember being probably like eight or nine and watching the Storyteller and just being like, I want to make that puppet. I want to make mechanical puppet robots. The moment I saw there was this competition, I just really wanted to be part of it. It's a beautiful puppet. Congratulations for getting in the show. I'm Sylvie Kessler, and my, dra- my, my puppet is like a dragon that's made of like rocks and stuff. It's absolutely gorgeous. So since this is audio, we're going to take a little second and describe him. How long is he altogether? Do you know? Altogether, um, just a little bit more than my arm lengths, basically. Very, very impressive. And what material is he made out of? Um, it's fox rabbit fur and uh, EVA foam and green foam and just a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> and how did you get his eyes to move? They're so beautiful. Oh, that's uh, Christmas ornaments. Um, then I just cut two of them in half and that's the eyelids and I just have a little mechanism in there. Genius. <laughs> and have you ever built a puppet before? This is my first one. <laughs> What an amazing first one. So I'm guessing this is your first competition, too. It is. <laughs> Are you nervous? I just did it, and I was really nervous. They're cool judges, right? That's an impressive panel. They are. I thought I was going to faint, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> I totally understand. Well, I'll give you some space so you can get ready for the show. Thank you. I'm Dan Ballard, and this is Jefferson Souza. He is a half-gray, half-dinosaur hybrid made by the mad scientist uh, Namtar. Why did a mad scientist make him? It's the mad DNA scientist from uh, Farscape episode. I believe it's episode 11 or 9. Beautiful puppet. Have you ever made one before? I've been making puppets since I was four years old. Oh, I love hearing that. Have you ever competed in this realm before? Yes. I've done it so many times. Uh... good and bad. I mean, uh, I'm second generation puppeteer. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time and good luck today. Well, thank you. Have a good one. Uh, My name is Jordan Warriven. I'm 25 years old from Athens, Georgia, and this is Grub. Um, He's from the Traskin Society. He's uh, and he kind of doubles in some uh, healing, but he's uh, he mostly just collects like shiny things. He's collects keys and crystals or glass or tries to sell them even though they're not worth much but he surely likes them he looks wise is he wise yeah he's 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 experienced some stuff (laughs) have you ever built a puppet before Uh, yes i used to um make them and back when i worked at daycare i would perform with the kids and teach with the kids and stuff and yeah have you ever competed before never i have never competed before Are you nervous? Yeah. It's like a mixture of like excitement and terror. (laughs) Well, I think you're going to do great. It's a beautiful puppet and congratulations for getting in the show. Thank you so much.
That is so great. I wish I could see these dudes. I know. They were so sweet. And we do have pictures on RochambeauPodcast.com. That's right. Yeah. So everyone that we talk to, actually, there's a wonderful picture of them. And I can't wait for you guys to see the creations that these people made. They Mm -hmm. were so talented. Did you get an idea of how long it took them to make these? I think every person that joined me on mic had taken the full amount of time that they were given. Okay. Yeah, which right. I think was 26 days. Yeah. Wow. Not much. Not much. No. You know, considering it's not their jobs, they probably go to school or have a full-time uh-huh. job and, right. you know, labor of love like this podcast. Yeah, and like the one uh, contestant had a Bluetooth app to control it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is Kendall. Okay. Kendall is also, get ready for this, a forensic pathologist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very, very smart lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So she found time, spare time that she had, because sure, I'm sure she's got a ton of spare time right. to build this amazing puppet. And I think her backstory to go along with her puppet really, really impressed the judges. Okay. Because she won. The winner of Creature Shop Challenge Live is Kendall. Well, first of all, it's so Farscape. The character is so Farscape. But this this little creature, the fact that you took two well-known characters but created a completely new, different one is terrific. And I, I even, I love little details like the controller looks like a prop from a Peacekeeper prop. So it, it just all works so nicely. It's just a, a cool theatrical statement that you make. But really beautiful. Like everything looks finished. You're camera ready. You're ready to go on the show. Yeah. And, and she built it in Australia, so it's all upside down. So, Kendall, by special invitation, we are inviting you to either, either creature shop of your choice, either New York or Los Angeles. But you have to swim. <laughs> so, so we want to we take you out and have a look through our shop and, and meet everybody. And the fact that you're a forensic scientist by day, I find delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Forensic pathologist, amazing. Really, really fantastic work. Really great. That's it. That's it. Congratulations on winning. Thank you. And there was some really cute, interesting puppets with really great mechanisms and great personalities. So, yeah, I, I, I'm actually quite surprised. Yes. What you've created is so special. Thank you. Do you ever see yourself pursuing a career in puppetry? Um... Possibly, I'd, I'd love to. Um, at the moment, I'm a forensic pathologist. I'm a medical doctor, and I I love my day job. I really do. But there'll probably be a time in the future where maybe I want a, a fun retirement job that's, you know, maybe not as stressful as what I do. So I'd, I'd love to maybe, you know, keep the option open to be able to do this in the future or maybe take a working vacation where I can go and make some puppets and then go back to my day job. Oh, my gosh. She's one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just so, so impressive. Uh-huh. A little slack-jawed about Kendall. Yeah. Why do you go Kendall? I'm not even sure what a, a forensic pathologist is, but it sounds pretty damn impressive. Yeah. You know, when I was trying to look her up online to mm-hmm. learn a little more about her, um, I came across some news articles that she was in being oh, wow. quoted for, like, the person that they would call to the stand to testify Uh, at a trial when someone was murdered to explain things about the crime scene Mm -hmm. 
in a scientific way. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. All you true crime podcast people out there are probably like, girl, you yeah. do not know this language. Yeah, this is not true crime at all. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, Kendall, very, very impressive. She won. Um, and I know with all of the contestants, they kind of got into the Farscape land a lot when they were explaining sure. their puppets. So I do encourage everyone to go check out Farscape. Check out Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. There is a lot of beauty and joy to get from both of those shows. Yeah. And, you know, we both grew up watching puppets, but never never have thought too much about all the work that goes into it, the artistry, the the story behind it. That's pretty incredible. Are they going to do this again next year at, at Dragon Con? I have no idea. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. I did get the feeling it was kind of a one-off, but mm-hmm. it was very well received. Yeah. So there a big crowd watching it? At least a thousand people. Oh, wow. And everyone was really into it. And I wish I could have played more of the actual live contest but you know people were applauding so much uh-huh. that's really all you hear in the oh, yeah. audio it's just like <laughs> constant ha, yeah, woo, which can be a little jarring on the ears after right, a while right so i want to take a second and thank hallie stanford brian henson <laughs> kirk thatcher sylvie Jordan, Dan, Kendall, and Adam for taking the time to talk to us. You guys together ended up putting on a great, great show. And all of your participation was just phenomenal. Yeah, good work, guys. And we'd like to thank Cadillac Jones for their music. Uh, We love Cadillac Jones. They play here locally. And if you get a chance to see them, go check them out. So coming up next time on Rochambeau, Ted took a trip to one of our favorite competitions that we've covered so far. Uh, And I got to hang out with the champion. Yes, but we're not going to tell you who. Or what. Till next time. All right. Goodbye.